your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 486 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers, it's Sunday morning as I'm as I'm recording this, and the Rangers have just recently completed a back-to-back sweep of sorts. I mean, obviously, they're playing two different teams, but you get the idea. They won on Friday, defeating the Sharks one to nothing, and then also beating the Chicago Blackhawks 3-2 on Saturday. They will square off against the Blackhawks once again on Sunday. That game will be in Chicago. Uh, but the biggest story coming out of both these games, if you're a New York Ranger fan, is undoubtedly the injury to Igor Shesterkin. Now, on one hand, we kind of dodged a bullet here because if you listen to Gerard Gallant after the game and you listen to, you know, all the reports that have come out since then, since Igor got hurt in the third period of the win against the Sharks, all indications are that he will be on the IR. He's already on the IR, in fact, but he will not miss more than uh, about the minimum amount of time allotted for the injured reserve list, and that would be a week. So obviously, fingers crossed that Igor gets back uh, pretty soon after the minimum amount of time has expired there. In the meantime, it's looking like the Rangers will hand over the keys to Alex Georgiev. Of course, Adam Huska was also called up from Hartford, so uh, the game against the Blackhawks was his... Not, I guess, official NHL debut, but his first time, you know, being in the pads, being on the bench for an NHL hockey game. We'll see if we get to see Huska uh, before Igor comes back or not. But the good news, I mean, there's a couple of good news things, really. But for starters, uh, again, the Rangers just dodged a major bullet here. Igor Shesterkin not expected to miss a significant amount of time. So that's obviously a good thing. And the other good news is that Alex Georgiev has really held down the fort in each of these two games here uh, against the Sharks and against the Blackhawks. He comes into the game against the Sharks completely ice cold with about 12 minutes to go. It's been a low-scoring, grinded-out kind of game against San Jose, and here's an ice-cold goalie stepping onto the ice with the task of keeping the Sharks off the scoreboard for the rest of the way, and he made a couple of really nice saves down the stretch in that game, and I thought Joe Micheletti made a great point that, uh, you know, when that game ended, he said, and I don't even think he was joking, he said, Alex Georgia should be one of the stars of this game, and I don't think I can really disagree with him. I mean, you come in once again uh, completely cold, and you're in a tough spot, and you make some really, really clutch saves, preserve that one to nothing victory for your team, and it was a much-needed uh, strong performance from Alex Georgiev there. Obviously, he's been uh, up and down this season and a couple more downs than ups, if we're being completely honest here. But uh, he came in in relief, picked up a uh, save, quote-unquote, if there were any such thing in uh, hockey. That's more of a baseball thing, obviously. But Igor Shesterkin and Alex Georgiev, with the first combined shutout for the New York Rangers since Henrik Lundqvist and Antti Ranta accomplished that feat back in 2017. So that was obviously very nice to see. And then the next night, this was the plan all along. Alex Georgiev was always going to start the game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And another really strong performance. Uh, he gets another win. And frankly, depending on what your view is with these two Chicago Blackhawk goals that were each reviewed, you could maybe make the argument that Alex Georgiev should have had a shutout in this game. Because if you remember, uh, the first goal that the Blackhawks scored, it looked like it was touched with a high stick. I mean, the guy, I mean, it's hard to say for sure because... 
those camera angles can present something of an optical illusion, but I thought there was a great look at this play, and, uh, you know, the, the camera was right on the level of where the crossbar is, and the player, it looked like he had his stick above the crossbar when he made contact with the puck, and he batted the puck down over to the center of the ice, and Patrick Kane uh, cleaned up the, uh, the loose puck there in front of the net and scored. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, looking at this live and then certainly on the replay, it looked like this puck was touched with a high stick. So it looked like Georgiev uh, should not have been charged with a goal there, and the Rangers shouldn't have been down one nothing. And then later in the game, Rangers are up 3-1. There's a minute and change remaining. They've got this two-goal lead late in the game. And Georgiev has the puck. It's, you know, in his pads. And then somebody on the Blackhawks just, like, falls down on top of him. And then the whistle blows. And then the puck goes into the net. And on the ice, they ruled this as no goal. So how the officials went to review this and decided that, yes, there was undisputable evidence that this should be a goal and that, you know, the whistle hadn't blown when there would, like, if, if that had been ruled a goal on the ice, I thought there was enough there to overturn it and say, no, this was no goal. And instead, they do the exact opposite of that. So your guess is as good as mine when it comes to these reviews and what these officials are looking at and the conclusions that they're coming to and what constitutes definitive evidence and what does not. I mean, at this point, it's just... It feels like it's case by case. You flip a coin, and uh, that's what the call is going to be. But fortunately, didn't end up hurting the Rangers, and uh, they got this win here. And uh, we'll continue talking about the goalie situation in just a second as well as some other big takeaways from these two wins by the New York Rangers. But first, I just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Indeed. Do you want an all-star team? You need an all-star hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners are with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12%, according to Indeed data worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required, Content varies by package. 
All right, so we're going to continue talking about the goalie situation for the Rangers, and I actually just realized that I did not mention uh, the final stats for both goalies over these two games, so I might as well give you that real quick. Obviously, both played very well, but Alex Georgiev against the Sharks comes in off the bench, stops all nine shots that he faced. That was after Igor Shesterkin had stopped all 19 shots that he faced, so again, a combined shutout there, uh, truly a rarity in the NHL. Uh, and then against the Blackhawks, Georgiev stops 25 of 27 shots, and again, you could argue that the official kind of stole a shutout away from him because I just, I didn't get it. You know, both those reviews kind of had me scratching my head and I could not have been the only Ranger fan that felt that way, that it was just bizarre that not one but both of those reviews resulted in the Blackhawks being awarded a goal. So uh, very, very strange. And, you know, we keep mentioning that Igor Shesterkin is in the Vesna race, and he definitely is. And I figure in a future episode, might be a good time to kind of just compare and contrast Igor Shesterkin's stats against some of the other goalies from around the league. Uh, but for right now, given that Igor Shesterkin is going to be out, and, you know, I keep mentioning the fact that he is definitely a Vesna candidate, which I 100% believe that he is, here are Igor Shesterkin's stats as they stand right now. We might as well go over them now since we know that he's going to be missing uh, the next two games at the very least. But thus far this season, Igor is 13-3-2. He's got a goals against average of 2.05, a save percentage of 937, and one shutout. And I got to be honest, that's even better than I thought it was going to be. You know, I, I knew that his goals against is probably getting into the low twos, but I mean, he's flirting with being in the ones and uh, the save percentage, 937. So basically he stops 19 of every 20 shots that he faces. Just remarkable Henrik Lundqvist s stuff right here by Igor Shesterkin. Cannot say enough about the job that he's done for this New York Ranger team. And the good news, of course, you know, while he's injured is that Alex Georgiev has played very well in this uh, game and uh, part of a third period of a game uh, that have since followed the Igor Shesterkin injury. But I also wanted to talk about a couple of other ways that we could kind of look at this situation positively. And of course, we want to get Igor Shesterkin back as soon as possible. He's been one of the best goalies in the league. He's been absolutely enormous in the Rangers' hot start to the season. He was basically carrying the team through the first couple of weeks there. I think the Rangers have since caught up. Of course, they've won 10 out of 11 games. So uh, basically, this team is firing on all cylinders right now. But I think a silver lining of having to go without Igor Shesterkin for at least, you know, we, we already saw the one game last night and he's going to miss the next two games at a bare minimum. This is a chance for the Rangers to really test themselves because, yes, there were times this season, especially in the early parts, but maybe even during this 10 out of 11 game winning streak that the Rangers are on, where the Rangers have, as we've talked about on here, had a little bit of an over-reliance on Igor Shesterkin. You know, they kind of rely on him to bail them out. If there's parts in the game where they kind of get caught back on their heels a little bit, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, Igor, he'll bail us out and he'll keep us in the game and we can just win it late. Um, I'm not saying that that's how the Rangers approach every single game, but we've seen instances of that this season. I think we can probably agree on that. And What's nice is now with Igor Shesterkin no longer there, it's just going to challenge these guys to step up even more. And it's going to be like, all right, you know, can we get it done without this fantastic goalie? Now, Alex Georgiev, as we've said, has played very well. Maybe we see Adam Huska. The Rangers do have a back-to-back uh, -back coming up, so it's possible that he makes his NHL debut in one of those games as well. But the Rangers are going to be going into these next at least two games, maybe more, but at least the next two games without their elite all-star caliber goalie. And that's just, a t uh, like I said, a, a chance for this team to really kind of test themselves. It's also an incredible opportunity for Alex Georgiev to kind of right himself. He obviously had struggled at different times of this season, and he was actually asked about, you know, his struggles early in the season after the game last night, and this is what he had to say about it. I don't really want to talk about the last two weeks, not much playing time, things haven't gone the best, but at the same time, we got the W's. I'm happy that I got a chance to play. 
And if you kind of read between the lines there, I mean, I don't want to do too much of that because it's just a couple of sentences. And for the most part, uh, you know, he's he's happy that the Rangers are winning and he's excited to be playing now. But I mean, I think if you read between the lines a little bit there, he is kind of disappointed that he's played as infrequently as he has. And look, I would expect nothing less. You're a goalie in the NHL and you make it that far, and there's only one guy in front of you, one guy uh, preventing you from being a starting goalie in the league. But we all see what Igor Shesterkin has done this season, and I think, um, you know, Alex Georgiev probably does and probably should understand that, that, um, you know, Igor Shesterkin's been one of the best goalies in the league, and you got to ride the hot hand. Now, Alex Georgiev, again, he's well within his right to uh, want some more playing time, and I do think that, you know, his struggles this season have been at least in part to playing so infrequently. You know, it's pretty difficult to... Be sharp as attack when you're only playing once every two weeks or maybe even less than that, as Alex Georgiev has been playing. But as we were just mentioning, he's got a golden opportunity here to kind of reestablish himself, reestablish his value to the Rangers. And, uh, you know, maybe if he plays really, really well these next couple of games here, maybe he starts mixing into the starting lineup a little bit more often. Jargalon has said all along, he says, we've, we've got two really, really good goalies on this team. It's obvious that, you know, at least publicly, he certainly has not lost any faith in Alex Georgiev. And the other thing here, and something that could be to the Rangers' benefit, Alex Georgiev, I would say along with Philip Hedl, we hear their names come up in trade talk probably more than just about any other player on the New York Rangers. You know, kind of just going through the roster in my head real quick, I think those are the two that uh, come up more often than any others. But, I mean, we got to face facts here. Igor Shesterkin, he is the franchise goalie. I don't think anybody would deny that at this point. I don't think there's really any question about it. He is the man going forward, uh, hopefully for many, many, many years to come. And... That makes Alex Georgiev somewhat expendable, given the fact that he's still young, and it seems like there are teams that, you know, if you just go by what's been out there in the past, there are teams that look at him and think that he can be a pretty good goalie in this league. So Georgiev does have at least some trade value, and if he plays well during this stretch that Igor Shesterkin is out, however long that's going to be, he will at least slightly increase his trade value going forward. And it looks like the Rangers, I would be surprised if Georgiev is back next year. I really would. He's, a, he's an impending restricted free agent, and I think that, you know, they could probably look to to deal him and just roll with uh, maybe somebody like Adam Huska next season. Adam Huska has played very, very well in the AHL. And in fact, since we're just kind of doing a deep dive on the goalie situation, I might as well give you his stats as well. Huska in six games with the Wolfpack this season has gone two, three, and one. He's got a goals against average of 2.20 and a save percentage of 924. This is by far the best that he has ever played. This is his fourth season with the Wolfpack, and this is by far the best that he has ever played. Obviously, a very small sample size, just six games. And for anybody wondering why Huska got the call rather than Keith Kincaid, I mean, I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I can hypothesize that it's probably because Keith Kincaid would have to clear waivers if he gets called up to the Rangers and then gets sent back down to the Wolfpack. Adam Huska would not have to clear waivers. And given the fact that Igor Shesterkin isn't going to be out for a whole lot of time, or at least that's the expectation from the Rangers, and there's a chance that whether they caught up Huska or Kincaid, there's a chance that neither one of them will even see the ice. So it just made more sense to call up Huska. And again, you can send him back down without having to worry about exposing him to waivers. And I think it goes without saying that we can't get Igor Shesterkin back soon enough, you know, given how well he's played this season. I do think Georgiev will at least hold it down and, and give the Rangers a chance while Igor is out. But yeah, I mean, Igor's been phenomenal. You can use the eye test. You can use the stat test. Go with whatever you want to go with. Uh, that's also another benefit of the Rangers starting the season as well as they have. I mean, they are obviously off to a fantastic start. And, 
you know, losing your starting goalie, your franchise goalie, obviously that's rough, but they've given themselves some margin for error. It's not like the Rangers are, you know, in eighth place in the Eastern Conference and barely clinging on to that last playoff spot. They've got one of the best records in hockey. And so, again, they've given themselves some margin for error. I realize all these games are important. You want to go out and get two points every single night. And another positive that you can probably take out of this is that, you know, Igor Shesterkin has never played a full 82-game season. He came up late two seasons ago, and he was in that three-goalie rotation, and then this past season was only 56 games, and he has had some injury issues, you know, since he's been called up to the Rangers over these past couple of years here. I guess if you want to look at totally glass half full and, you know, the silver lining of all silver linings, uh, this gives Igor a little bit of a rest here. And again, you don't want anybody to get injured Maybe I'm kind of uh, reaching here as far as looking for a positive, but this is a little bit of a break for Igor Shesterkin, and it doesn't come at the worst time. It's not like it's happening in the playoffs or it's coming in a stretch where the Rangers absolutely need to win games. Uh, there are no division opponents that the Rangers are playing in the foreseeable future here. So uh, if you're going to lose your goalie, this isn't the worst time on the uh, calendar to do so. And again, that's very much glass half full, but that's kind of what we do here. So uh, we'll continue talking about, we'll get away from the goalies. We'll continue talking about uh, some other things that happen over this two-game stretch. Once again, the Rangers defeating the Sharks and the Blackhawks. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. You friends with Santa? will tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So a couple other takeaways from these two games, these two victories for the Rangers. One that I got to mention here is the power play has just improved by leaps and bounds from where it was at the start of this season. I mean, start of the season, you know, the first couple of weeks there, they were like in the bottom five. And then going into this game against the Blackhawks last night, they were ranked number nine overall. And they just continue to climb the ranks. And it seems like you know, watching these games, it feels like every single game that the Rangers play, they're going to get at least one power play goal. It just feels that way right now. And beyond just, you know, the percentage of power plays that they score on, you've got the simple fact, just use the eye test, right? Being in the season, 
it was stagnant. Everybody was staying there like statues. Nobody really knew what to do. The Rangers' only chance of scoring a power play goal early in the season was a Chris Kreider deflection. Now, guys are moving all over the place. They're working hard. They are winning board battles. They're preventing clears. There was a play against the Blackhawks last night, and really this happened a couple of times, but this one really stood out. The Blackhawks were shorthanded. They go to clear the puck down the ice, and it looks like it's going to be, you know, a rink-long clear, just, you know, shooting it out of the zone, as teams do when they're shorthanded. Panarin reaches out, full extension with his stick, and just knocks the puck down and then passes it to Adam Fox and keeps the play alive. Now, the Rangers did not end up scoring on that power play, but it kind of went with this game-long theme, and I'll get back to the power play in just a second. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here. But the Rangers, this is something that's really been standing out recently, you know, over this stretch where they've won 10 out of 11 games. They make it so, so difficult for teams to get what seemed to be fairly easy clears of their own zone. There were so many times in this game against the Blackhawks last night where it seemed like the Blackhawks were going to very simply just skate the puck out of their own zone or, you know, flip the puck into the neutral zone, maybe make an outlet pass into the neutral zone, and the Rangers would, you know, knock the puck away from the defenseman and keep it, you know, deep in the zone. Or they would, like Panarin did here, knock down a clearing attempt. Uh, Defenseman will pinch at the opportune times and keep the play alive that way. They'll pinch in, knock the puck back around behind the net there. Now, there were a couple times in this game against the Blackhawks where the Rangers defensemen pinched in spots where maybe they shouldn't have, and they ended up giving up uh, some odd man rushes the opposite way. That happened a couple of times in the first period. But for the most part, I think the Rangers have been really good at picking their spots there. And like I said, it just seems like there's so many times recently where a team that the Rangers are playing has a fairly easy clear of their zone and the Rangers find a way to not allow them to do it and even if it doesn't lead to any grade A scoring chances or anything like that you're still keeping the puck on the other side of the ice and you're still forcing in this case the Blackhawks or whoever the Rangers might be playing that team to expand energy defending in their own zone and work their tails off just to get a very simple clear of their zone or what seems like should be a simple clear of the zone. The Rangers have been fantastic at that recently and it's something that I think we should definitely all keep our eyes on. A lot of times they get offense out of this as well. They'll steal the puck. You know, it looks like their opponent is going to clear the puck fairly easily. And the next thing you know, the Rangers have possession of the puck again. And they've got dangerous guys like Panarin on the ice. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, they're they're creating a great scoring opportunity or even scoring off of a turnover. So uh, just, just great work by the Rangers. This goes back to Gerard Gallant wanting this team to be the hardest working team in hockey. And I think you don't really need to look any further than this. Their ability to keep plays alive in the attacking zone and to prevent what seem to be fairly easy clears. They just don't let it happen. They're relentless, and they keep the puck in the attacking zone longer than you would think that they would be able to. So a lot of credit to the entire team in that regard. But yeah, getting back to the power play, like we said, it feels like they're in a spot right now with the man advantage where they just always look dangerous, and it feels like they're going to get at least one in every game. And in fact, the game against the Sharks, of course, the Rangers won that game one to nothing. Ryan Strom scored 6-0-3 into the action. That was the only goal of the night, and indeed, it came on the power play. A lot of good puck movement here, and they work the puck to Ryan Strom. Strom reads the play well. He realizes he's got a lot of open ice in front of him. He moves in, unleashes a slap shot, and scores. But just a total team effort here. All five guys working the puck around, uh, making the Sharks move, getting them out of position a little bit. Ryan Strom had a lot of empty ice there. You had uh, the box for the Sharks look pretty disheveled. You know, they were just kind of all over the place, kind of looking like chickens with their heads cut off. But the Rangers did that to them through just some really, really crisp puck movement there. And uh, again, it's just great to see this power play uh, living up to its potential and doing what it should be doing. I mean, coming into the season, there was no reason to think that a power play with this much firepower should not be in the top 10 in the league, and that is indeed where they are and where they might very likely stay for the remainder of the season.
Something that I eventually want to get to, I want to do kind of a deep dive on the Rangers' third line, that being Philip Hedl centering Alexi Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier. We will get to that eventually. I want to save, you know, a good chunk of time for that and just kind of talk about everything they're doing well and, you know, everything that they're doing maybe not so well. Really, the only thing that they're not doing well is finishing. And like I said, that's another deep dive for a different episode. But I will say one thing that I like, even though they're not always getting rewarded with points, they always look dangerous out there. And something that they are doing is they are drawing a lot of penalties, including this one that set up the Rangers' first goal against the Blackhawks. Uh, Filipino takes a high stick to the face. He's bleeding a little bit. It's a double minor on the Blackhawks. And the Rangers go to the man advantage, a four-minute power play, down one to nothing early in the second period. And again, just a great, great power play here for the Rangers. Artemi Panarin uh, moves in. He looks like he's going to shoot. He really sold the shot on this play, makes a beautiful cross-ice pass to Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom has a wide-open net. I think you or me probably could have buried this one, and Strom indeed does. Uh, the goalie dove across the crease, but to no avail, and uh, Strom scores, and the game is tied at 1-1 just like that. And the Rangers were kind of off and running at that point. Of course, they scored uh, the next three goals in the game. They scored three consecutive goals against the Blackhawks. But again, nice to see that power play coming through in some big spots. And Artemi Panarin was just absolutely ridiculous in this game. Uh, I joked not too long ago that sometimes I feel like I don't talk about Panarin enough on this podcast because he's just so good. I mean, you just kind of expect this kind of stuff night in and night out. But he also had a secondary assist on the goal by Adam Fox, you know, sent the puck toward the net. I think Dryden Hunt must have just gotten a little piece of it. And then Adam Fox was there to clean up the rebound, scores his fifth goal of the season. So Adam Fox actually has now matched his goal total for last season, this season. And we're only a quarter of the way into the year. Now, I realized last year only 56 games, but even still, you know, we're a quarter of the way into this season. And Adam Fox has got as many goals this year as he had last year. So now he's adding goal scoring to his already just incredible game. And then getting back to Panarin, uh, he scored to make it 3-1 to one pretty late in the third period, five minutes and change remaining Truba to Strom to Panarin. Panarin initially tried to uh, get a pass over to Strom. He did get a pass over to Strom, uh, but then Strom ends up sending it back to Panarin. Uh, he was unable to get a shot away initially, so he passed back to Panarin. Panarin buries it, wide open net. Panarin will score on this play literally a thousand times out of a thousand. He's just not going to miss an open net like this. And uh, nice to see him converting. And Artemi Panarin, again, Got to be a top five player in the NHL. I don't think there's any way that he's not. And it's just a pleasure to watch this guy night in and night out because one of the best, one of the most exciting players in the league. And then the only other thing I wanted to do here today, I've been trying to get to this. You know, obviously the Rangers schedule is pretty tight right now. I believe they're playing uh, 10 games in 17 days is the, the tally, but I wanted to look at the month of December as a whole, and we might as well do this now. I don't want to be doing this on like December 15th or anything like that. So, you know, we're just a few days into December, and it's been a heck of a start for the Rangers. They are 3-0, having beaten the Flyers, Sharks, and Blackhawks. And the interesting thing about this month to me is I feel like every team that the Rangers play is either a really, really good team or a really, really bad bad team. There aren't really a lot of middle-of-the-road teams. I mean, you look at the Flyers. I think right now we can say that they're a bad team. They've just had the wheels fall off, and everything just seems to be in turmoil. They just keep losing. Flyers are a bad team. The Sharks, you know, they're kind of looking like maybe one of those middle-of-the-road type teams. They're playing a little bit better than people thought that they would this season. The Rangers obviously beat them. Uh, the Blackhawks are not a good team. They've played a little bit better recently, but still in second-to-last place in their division. The Rangers will play the Blackhawks again on the road on Tuesday. Then the Rangers come home to play the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday. So another back-to-back -back there. And the Avs, you know, I mean, they're off to a rough start this season. I still think that they'll be a good team come season's end, and they'll still be a threat in the postseason. So I would say that the Avalanche are still a good team, despite, uh, you know, maybe not playing quite up to their potential thus far this season. Then on Friday the 10th, the Rangers are at the Buffalo Sabres. 
who are not a good team. I know they've been a little bit more competitive this season, but you look at that roster, there's just not a whole lot there. Uh, then you're home against Nashville on Sunday the 12th, and that's a, that's a rare middle-of-the-road team, I would say. The Rangers beat them earlier this season. We'll see what happens this time around. Then on Tuesday the 14th, the Rangers are at the Avalanche. We already talked about them. On Wednesday the 15th, the Rangers are at the Coyotes. Both those games start at 9 o'clock, by the way, so we'll be standing up late for that. But the Coyotes, obviously, just a terrible team. Then you've got Friday the 17th, the Rangers are at home against the Knights. Knights, it's kind of the same deal with the Avalanche. I think people thought they'd be a little higher up in the standings than they are right now, but I still do believe that that's a good team, and you know that's going to be a good test for the Rangers. Then the Rangers are off for almost a week. They next play on Wednesday the 22nd. They are at home against the Canadians. The Canadians are absolutely awful this season. Then you get the Christmas break. The Rangers are at home against the Wings on Monday, December 27th. The Wings, you know, maybe I'll call them a middle-of-the-road team. They've been really bad in recent seasons, but it seems like they're starting to put the pieces together. And uh, again, at least competitive this season. And then to close out the month of December, the Rangers are at the Panthers on the 29th and at the Lightning on the 31st New Year's Eve. So obviously two tremendous teams to close out 2021 for the New York Rangers. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to be doing a crossover episode with Locked On Blackhawks. Going to be talking about, or previewing rather, the next game for the New York Rangers, which will be at Chicago on Tuesday. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.